right. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. What's up? We're a podcast where we talk about um, some sports, some other, some news, tech. Some business, businessy things, yeah. Bring it all together. Yeah, whatever comes across <coughs> our plate. But we, we actually consciously delayed this one a couple days. Um, we had some scheduling conflicts, but it actually might have worked out for the better because you got to go to the Open uh, this weekend, right? Yeah, the U.S. Open was pretty cool. So we're going to talk about that. <coughs> Um, let's talk about the U.S. Open, talk about the end of the NBA Finals, which is still quite depressing. Um, talk about a little bit of NFL news, MLS, some, you know, random things. We'll, ma- we'll make it through. Maybe today will be a, a little bit of a Yeah, a quick one, one yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about first, the NBA Finals or, or the U.S. Open? Why don't we start with the Open? Yeah, let so me Let me know what that was all about. Like, how did you come to get those tickets? Um, yeah, so yeah. the U.S. Open... Um, at the Country Club in Brookline. Um, and when was the last? Like, how? When was the last time it was in this area? So the USGA, or so there's the US, United States Golf Association, and the Country Club is one of the five founding members of mm. the USGA. Mm. So it's like this really old course, very prestigious. And the last time they held the U.S. Open there was in 1988, and then after that they held the Ryder Cup there in 1999, and that mm. was like a crazy what, Ryder Cup. It's like one of the most historic ones, whatever. Um, and like six, seven years ago, because they announced these things like very far ahead of time, like mm-hmm. what the course venues are. So they, when they announced this like six, seven years ago, I've been, you know, had this on my calendar for six, seven years. I felt right. like it was never going to come. Um, but basically my friend Josh lives in the area over there and they give residents like pretty discounted tickets. So I paid like 120 for my ticket that otherwise would have been like 550 basically just for oh, like man. general admission this right. was like apparently the most expensive US Open ever oh, with yeah. the average ticket being like 950 bucks jeez um so yeah so I went yesterday on Sunday which was pretty cool and I also went on Wednesday to now when practice round. when you get a ticket it's good for the whole thing yeah so it's so I had a general admission ticket which basically means like effectively you can go anywhere that isn't like a private tent because mm-hmm. they'll have things like the trophy club they had this thing called like i'm not like the garden club basically like different tents around the course where you could go and like actually have seats mm-hmm. um obviously with my ticket i couldn't get in there but honestly that's the cool thing about the u.s open is that you, it's almost you buy the cheapest ticket and it's almost the best ticket right because in what other sport could you buy the cheapest ticket and get within like this distance from the actual players. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, did you see anybody of note? You get any so, close to anybody? Yeah, I got very close to Dustin Johnson and Hideki Matsuyama. I got really close to Rory. Um, pretty close to Keegan Bradley. Some other other guys. And he was the fan favorite. People were loving him. Yeah, actually, Keegan Bradley was staying in the house next to Josh. Oh, shit. So we were, like, drinking before we went over, and he, he comes out. He he didn't, like, come up and say what up to yeah. us, but, you know, he gave us a, a salute. Oh, that's fire. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then I was eating um, clam chowder. We, we were just, like, at a concession stand, sitting at a table, and a ball literally, like, drops down right next to us. Turns out it was Dustin Johnson's, like, shot into he hit into the trees and they had to come in like clear everything out <laughs> pretty wild um but so i wrote down um four things i liked about the us open mm-hmm. one is the radios so they give you these little radios american express is everywhere they don't let you forget it yeah um so they give you these little radios and basically you turn it on there's one channel 
and it allows you to hear like the basically the national broadcast. So like let's say I'm watching whole 15, this will basically tell me what's happening on like 16, 14, 17, right. like basically give me up. So it's pretty cool. Cuz without that you're kind of lost. Yeah, you, you have these, no like, clue. Roars around the premises yeah. and you don't know like and, who's and it groans for. too. Yeah, no, because yeah. like made putts, miss putts, yeah. you don't know who it's for, but with the radio it makes it much easier. Um food, very good. You would think that, like, at a big operation like this, they would, like, kind of slim down the food. But this yeah. was, they brought in, like, um, vendor, popular, like, Boston vendors. Like, mm. Ruth Chris Steakhouse was there. They were mm. pretty good. Really good steak sandwiches. Legal Seafood was there. Mm. Um, but they ran out quick. That was my only calm with it. Oh, like, they, the, there was limited supply. They keep up with demand. Yeah. It was just because it was, like, Sunday. That's, that's uh, telling. Um, merch store. Very uh, overwhelming. Did you grab anything? I grabbed a couple things, yeah. but you go in and it's like there's just like too much stuff. It's mm -hmm. like sensory overload. It's yeah. like this tent. It's like it's like a tw two barns basically. Mm. Um, it's a money machine what they're doing over there. Basically, they, they brought in somebody and they were like, "What can we put a, uh, a U.S. Open Country Club logo on?" And they did it. Mm. And it was everything. The answer was everything. Dude, hats like any type of hat in any color, any. Um, style you wanted, like polos of anything, vests, pants, shorts, mm -hmm. ball markers, stuffed animals, um, flags, towels, cups. Damn, they really had everything. Um, everything. Because also, yeah. and then the merch was so cool because let's say I bought something and I'm not from Massachusetts. I could go to the shipping stand and have FedEx ship it to my house or ship it to like my family. Um, <clears throat> or if I was if it was before, it was early in the day, and I want, didn't want to carry on my stuff, I could go just leave it at this area and come pick it up at the end of the day. They, they thought of everything. It's a very impressive operation. Yeah. Um, and then everything was relatively affordable. Now the food wasn't very overpriced. Mm -hmm. The merchant merch wasn't super overpriced. Twenty nine bucks for a hat. I think uh, that's not yeah, that no, bad. Yeah, it's super reasonable. I was expecting to pay like fifty, um, but compared to like TD or Fenway, bargain. Way cheaper. Yeah. I think beers were like ten bucks. For the for the big ones, the tall ones, yeah, that'd be like probably sixteen, seventeen bucks at TD. Yeah, bucks I mean, we we did two beers once we were there. We paid what twenty five bucks or something. Twenty thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Was highway robbery. Yeah, that was aggressive. But yeah, overall good experience. But I think next time I will be opting for a seat. Yeah. Hey, you you gotta kind of move up the line next time you go. Uh, no clue when the next one's coming back to Boston, right? But where else, um, they, where else do they play in the general area? I imagine there's so something out in New York. I imagine maybe one other place. So the U.S. Open is starting to do a bit of a rotation with it. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be coming back to Brookline more frequently than it has. So it won't be 30 years again before we have the U.S. Open. Right. Um, but part of the problem is that it's like, a, obviously Boston, there's just not much space, right? And this course there's literally like three minutes outside of, I mean, three miles outside of downtown Boston. So I don't know if it was just this course or like, um, golf tournaments in general, but it was like pretty hard to maneuver. Mm. Um, there just like wasn't much space, and like because you have to cram in like these actual like massive structures for the seats and the mm. clubs and the tents. So there was like not much space to actually maneuver. Um, so that's why I said like I might want a seat because like at the end of the day, like there were only a few instances where I could really get a good yeah, view of I mean, what was going on. From an outside point of view, it just looked really exhausting. 
You know, like you're out kind of in the sun. Yesterday wasn't too hot, but it you're was basically freezing. out in the sun all day. You're walking around. I'm assuming people are drinking. Like it, it seems very tiring. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're interested in it and, and all that, but it seems exhausting. Yeah, I think um, if it had been hot out, I would have been miserable. Mm. Um, but it was also like a little cold. I don't know. I th- it was good overall. But so it's funny, though. The winner, Matt Fitzpatrick. Well, I was going to say, let's talk about the electric fin. I was glued to it, by the way. This is one of the first I know, golf you, tournaments you probably, that I was watching the whole thing. Up. You were probably more glued into it than me. Yeah, no, I was, I was intensely watching. I mean, four straight days. I wouldn't say intensely, but more intensely yesterday. It's that YouTube sure. TV. Yeah, no, it's that YouTube TV. I mean, it was, it was tight, right? Every stroke mattered. Uh, people were, um, you know, I, I was suspecting a possible playoff, obviously. We were hoping for a playoff. Yeah. Because basically, we were right next to 18, and we were saying if... Who'd you go with, by the way? There was like a bunch of us. Oh, I yeah. was with Todd and Devin for most of it because yeah. our larger group kind of split off. Yeah, yeah. But a bunch of my friends were like volunteering, so oh, they had yeah. passes like for every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? Uh, the hoping for the playoff, hole 18. Oh, yeah. So obviously they had like, if Zalatoris had made his putt, we were like on the 18th fairway. So we oh, were. Oh, that was we were, so close. We too. were ready to like book it to the 17th or the first to watch the playoff. Mm-hmm. But then obviously it didn't end up happening. But Matt Matt Fitzpatrick, he uh, he won the U.S. Amateur last yeah. time he was here, and he yeah. stayed with the same host family. Yep, and this is the uh, first his first career major, if it I is. understand correctly. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty sweet story. He's the second player ever to to win the U.S. Open yeah. at the same venue as the Amateur. Yeah, who's the first? I feel like it's a popular Jack name. Nicholas. Yeah, okay, yep. yeah, that's what I thought. Good company. Yep, yep. So shout out to him. Uh, you know, Scotty got close as well. Scotty Chef. Um, no, I, I could see myself tuning in. It's an interesting um, thing too because these past couple of weeks have been um, there's been a big spotlight in the golfing world, and I, I think uh, that level of excitement and entertainment from the PGA Tour is uh, you know might be tough for the live league to match in you know, the short term. Um, people were saying that you know Phil and DJ, the guys on the live, were going to get booed. I saw Phil on. Wednesday, he's he's never been more loved. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Liv is tarnishing. Is I don't think Liv will be tarnishing his reputation for very long. Right. Right. I think people have short memories. Um, but overall, great event. Yeah. The leaving was kind of a a pain in the ass because mm. the they shuttles, don't, right? The shuttles. Yeah. I had to wait a bit for that. Um, but overall, very impressive operation. Um, would I pay hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars to go? I don't know. Mm. Um, but for the price I paid, very good experience. Right. Hey, consider it settled. But the minute I got this radio, my experience was 10x. Because mm. we were wandering around. Like, obviously, we knew what was going on. The app was also great. Yeah. Um, good job by the USGA. Shows you, I'm assuming, the course and where so, people are at. And map of the course. Mm-hmm. You can, like, dra- bring a drop down, select players. That'll show you where the players are in real time because they have chips on them. Yeah. Um, it'll give you directions to where they are by steps. Mm. Very cool. Wow. Um, so, yeah, the app was great. You could hop open a live feed, too. Mm. Um, but, yeah, once I had this bad boy, it was a game changer. Yeah. No, we, the whole time, we were in it. everyone had them. We couldn't find them anywhere. And then yeah. some we just got them. But sweet, sweet. So, yeah, that's the U.S. Open. Um, if you talk about the Celtics really quick, I know it's been a few days, so we don't have to talk about it for long. No, well, it's good, too, that it's been a few days because that, that washes out any emotional reactions, right? And so, um, you know, what I want to say is that overall the Celtics had a great season. There's, that's first and foremost. They had an incredible, 
incredible season. Nobody expected them to be as far out um, as they were. Uh, the city should be proud of them. You know, I, th- I know a lot of people uh, kind of expect expected a championship. Why? I don't know. You know, we, we weren't the best team in the it's league. Cause it's because they, they made us into believers. Yeah, no, they did. They did. They, they committed the crime of making us believe. Um, but, you know, I think we should be happy that we made it that far, um, especially with a team that um, obviously it's one of our better teams that we've had, but I, I think we could be better. I think we can improve in, in several places. Several players can improve as well. Um, you know, so I, I think for the off season that should be their goal: improve where you can, uh, bring people on or somebody on who's ready to contribute to a championship team. Um, you know, we we are in win now mode. Personally, um, we we were able to get a little bit of a taste um, of kind of what being in the championship means. But I I think um, overall, I'm not disappointed in the team. I'm proud of them. I'm happy to be a Celtics fan. I'm glad I got to witness. Um, could they have played better? Surely, I, I'm sure that that's what they're worrying about too. Um, but at the end of the day, that that Warriors big three—they're the real deal. Yeah, you know, I like I said, I didn't, I didn't go into these series expecting much. Mm. It was it was a sigh of relief when they made the finals, got out of the Eastern Conference, um, and then they convinced me that they I won cared. game one. They Ooh. had they just had to win game one. If they hadn't won game one, I think all my expectations would have been tapered. Um, <laughs> But at the end of the day, you know, I, I th- we talked about this after game one. Game one ended up being their best game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is tough. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I was, uh, I was watching it from home, obviously, um, although I had a couple friends at the game. And I, I was just – I found myself disappointed in, in not the team but the fans. Mm. The, there was it was the middle of the second quarter the the place was silent you could hear a pin drop for the, game seven the fans gave no it was game seven oh game seven the game fans seven. gave up on the team yeah they gave up on them early yeah and then you know I don't know yeah yeah I mean um it, it's kind of like getting a knockout punch sometimes when you play those guys you go down ten and then you especially sp- after being up twelve right and then you spend the whole rest of the game trying to crawl back from being down ten I mean match what, your three what was it dude it was like they had they we went up 14 to 2 and then they won yeah. like a 55 to 22 run. Yeah, I think they scored like 20 something straight points. Yeah, 20 straight points yeah. in the second quarter. Yeah. Um just hard to win any basketball game when you perform like that then you you tack on all the turnovers and I think at the end of the day too despite playing that poorly we weren't getting killed. You know that that's what stings is like the games I mean we lost every game I'm pretty sure by 10 plus but that's despite all of our free possessions we're giving away, layups that were being missed. Um, so you, you can't expect to play a perfect game every time you step out there. Yep. But um, that gives me confidence that they belong there. I, I hope that they consider that they belong there. And um, I, I honestly, uh, thinking of expectations, I expect next year uh, there's going to be a lot on can they get back to where they were. Yeah, and the East ain't getting any easier. Nope. Um, so we'll see. I'm... But I'm optimistic. Yeah. Yep. Same squad. Yep, same squad. Yeah. But anyways, um, speaking of the NBA, um, there's some, some news about Mr. Kyrie Irving. His, his contract talks aren't, aren't really going so well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, developing as we speak, I think. Um, but essentially, and I'm not ex- exactly sure actually what the status of his contract is, but I believe it's an option, I would imagine. Um, but what are, you, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Um, everything I was seeing and hearing was from you. Okay. So yeah, give me a second. Let me just um, 
look to see the exact contract that he signed to just give some perspective. So essentially, um, he is, yep, so going into this year, um, it's a player option. So he could opt in this season. Um, it would be around 36 and a half mil uh, if he chose to, um, but uh, he also could, um, you know, obviously decline that option, which would make him an unrestricted free agent. Um, and oftentimes what uh, teams and players will try to do is they will essentially, um, you know, allow for the player to opt out uh, in essence by offering them a longer fully time, uh, fully guaranteed contract. Right. And so, um, I believe that's what they're now debating because this current contract that he's on, I believe he originally got that on the Cavaliers, actually. I think. I could be wrong, but this is, I mean, because he's. I know, because the contract he had on the Cavaliers expired after the Celtics. Oh, okay. You're right, right, right. And so it was a sign and trade of essence, right? Because we, they moved him over for. Uh, who he sent over? Maybe it wasn't a sign. I think and he trade. just left. Really? And signed a short, shorter deal. Oh, okay, right. Because that was. Or maybe this is just the natural exp- expiration, because that was 2018, so that would be four years. Yeah. It's a long time ago. It is a long time ago, but either way, contract expiring, uh, they're now kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a free agent cap space, you're right. Um, oh, wait, no, yeah, he signed it with the Nets. Oh, yeah, actually, because I forget, he didn't play his first season with the Nets, in, basically, right? He didn't? Or because of COVID, like the first, first time. I don't even know, dude. Yeah, I'm lost here exactly about this contract. It shows how much I look at these. But um, either way, they're trying to negotiate. Oh, yeah, yeah. His contract with the Cavs was five-year, 94 mil, and he was an unrestricted free Which agent. pennies looking back at that. Right, so that's what uh, we, he was on as a Celtic. Right. Yep, yep. Um, but then that uh, expired, and then he went on to sign this one with the, the Cavs. Or, uh, sorry, the Nets. Either way, um, basically what their sticking point is, is uh, he wants like a four-year, fully guaranteed, you know, long-term deal. Um, And I believe that the Nets want it to be, they don't necessarily want that. Um, I I believe that they want to bake in some incentives and stipulations around games played, uh, perhaps some other metrics that have to do with how available he is. Um, And so now they're at a bit of an impasse. Um, And obviously, if they don't reach a deal, uh, or if the the deal-making process is extended, um, it opens up the doors and the opportunities for him to chat with other teams, uh, like the Knicks, the Lakers, uh, potentially some other teams who have some money to throw around. So, um, you know, it's it's not surprising. I think the word I would use here is unsurprised. Um, but it definitely does shake things up. You know, at the at the end of the day, it's they they're tr- they're forming a contract that resembles any other uh, employment contract. Because think about it, I'm sure in our contracts we have something about PTO. Yep. And, and days off, sick days. They just want to make sure that Kyrie isn't taking advantage of, uh, of right. his employment agreement. Well, that's the other thing, too, is, you know, once the, as I'm sure you know, once the ink is signed, it's binding. And so if, if it's not something that's um, pleasing or satisfying to both sides, you may as well try to iron out the wrinkles while you can. And I'm sure uh, there's a number of teams who are like, hey, you know, we can probably accommodate for this. I'm assuming that he will play for the Nets, mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if they fumbled this one. But Yeah, I, I mean, if, if they left KD hanging like that, I would also be shocked. Because um, looking at the options, is Kyrie dying Because, I mean, doesn't LeBron KD reading? also have one more year on his deal after this? I, that I'd have to look up. Yeah. But I imagine, yeah, it's, it's, it's similar horizons. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if Kyrie is dying for a reunion with LeBron. 
Um, I imagine Westbrook wouldn't be on that team also if that were to be the case. But I, th- I know Kyrie and AD wanted to play together. Um, the Knicks, I, I don't know how appetizing that sounds necessarily. Um, but, you know, I, I also can't pretend to be in that guy's mind. So, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I were him, you know, maybe I would want to get out of the East because the East is damn good. Yeah, and that's what I mean, that's part of my thinking is if I can get him out of the East, that makes the road better, you know? Yeah. I mean, fuck it. I mean, dude, and they're getting. It's been the real question has been: Is Ben Simmons going to play? I think so. I expect him to play. Um, I expect it. I expect him to start at the beginning of the season. But yeah, um, that's <coughs> all I have for basketball. Actually, um, I know this is a a short one of sorts, so I, I will do the quick pivot um, for an even shorter comment on hockey. Uh, go Avalanche! Go Avalanche! You know our our guy Kale McCarr. Yes. Shout out Kale. Maybe he'll he'll see this, but. Man had two goals and two assists the other day. He's the real deal. They're spanking them. 7-0, yep. giving it to the two-time defending champs. Yep. So, um, you know, rooting for them. That's where my allegiances lie. Uh, and what? so one's game three. But, dude, I will say, I don't know much about hockey, but these series tend to really swing with home court advantage. Yeah, yep. Once they get that heavy rock playing on your own home floor, <laughs> it's different. It, it juices everybody Because back the up. Lightning were down 2-0 to the Rangers yeah. in the last series and, and, and then won four straight. So That's a momentum swing. So, you know, not, it's not over till it's over. No, and that's, that's an important uh, reminder. Have you watched a game yet? I have, not, I have not watched a single Stanley yeah, Cup game. Me neither. No, but I will, I think. At least watch the clincher. I, but I'm following them. People were slandering us for our, or I guess mainly my comment, that the NBA Finals are the best uh, Oh, did they, series. did they say the Stanley Cup? It is was the, pr- pretty much all around. Either Stanley Cup or Super Bowl was first. Wow. And then NBA Finals is three or four. Because people give a lot of credit to the World Series. Oh, A lot of props wow. to the World Series. But the World Series is good. Yeah, I, I yeah. kind of slept on that. But honestly, I don't find the World Series as entertaining if it's not my team. I think what helps the uh, excitement factor around the NBA Finals is that it's such a narrative... Uh, player-driven league that when the finals come around, there's so many narrative... I mean, not that other sports don't, but it is, at least for me, narrative-driven. Um, and perhaps it's because I don't understand the narratives of hockey that I uh, can't give it that same level. But the action involved in playoff hockey, I imagine, is so much more than NBA The basketball. crowds are crazy. Right, yeah. Um, downright insane. Plus, you know, scarcity of goals, that just... Every goal. Any sport yeah. where there's scarcity of goals yeah. you know, heightens it all. Right, right. Um, but speaking of hockey, this is actually <clears throat> yesterday was the 11 year anniversary of the Bruins' last Stanley Cup championship. Wow! And the, also the 11 year anniversary of the ridiculous tab they racked 11? up. 11? Oh man! At um, Foxwoods. So after they won the championship, they went down to Foxwoods. 156 thousand dollar tab for a team of what, like maybe 20 players. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I, I've, I think most people, I don't want to say most people, I've seen that. I'm sure a lot of people have as well. I, I still, it's such an absurd tap. Like, they, got, they were getting, like, dozens of everything. Well, so this isn't, this isn't all of it, obviously, but it was $156,000. They spent, they got $100,000 bottle of champagne, like one of those giant mm-hmm. ones. That'll, that'll do it. Um, 125 Bud Lights, 10 Grey Goose Bottles, 18 Red Bulls, 67 Fiji Waters. They, at least they mixed yeah, in water. Yeah, no, that's, that's smart. Um, four things of Crown, two things of Henny, five Captain Morgans. Um, and that was just the, the highlights. They had a bottle of Hennessy. Um, now, so. those guys know how to party. That's, that's 
a testament of how difficult it is to win a Stanley Cup. That's how it should be. That's yeah. how you should party. You know, yeah. I was I was honestly I was thinking that Steph Curry's a big golf guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he had stuck around for the weekend and gone to the U.S. Open. But you know, I'm sure I'm sure he wanted to go home, see, yeah, his, party, see his family, party it up. Yeah, that's that's what stings too. The Warriors had uh, they booked a room in Encore. You know, right before Game Six. I mean, which makes sense. I don't even want to uh, make it seem like it was cocky or anything. You know, you there's a possibility that you win and you want to celebrate in Boston and you're not just going to be able to walk in the place. You probably should plan ahead of time. Um, and I'm sure it wasn't really anyone coordinating too much with the team. I bet there's some low-level uh, or low-position person who set that all up. Or maybe it comes up from top. But either way, them celebrating in, in the city, it's tough. It is. Some it people is. stuck around in the court, though, watching them celebrate. They'll, it looked like a lot of people stayed, honestly. Yeah, I yeah. asked my friend, my friend Dan's like, you save for trophy? He's like, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're already there, you pay that much money, might, yeah, as, well you might as well see it. stick yeah. around and watch it. Right. But boy, was that depressing. I was on my hands and knees, like, just begging. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's a level of stress that is higher than ever because it's like every field goal attempt, it's either it's like, you're saying, please. Either please go in or, or brick it. Or whenever the ball touches clay or stuff, it's like, oh! Yeah, no, it's literally every single time. But, um, I guess speaking of Bud Lights, um, so the NFL or Bud Light and the NFL have ended their long-standing partnership over 30 years. Um, that last that was, that was that that deal was to renew it. They would have had to be another 250 million from Anheuser Busch, and they didn't want to do it. So 250. They, yeah. Oh wow. So now they're any other beer company can swoop in and and do some ads during yeah, during the Super Bowl. So it's not so much like. Uh, or at least currently how it stands, it's not so much that there's going to be one new sponsor that comes in and rakes in all that, or uh, like takes up all that airspace. Now the arena is open for a number of companies to uh, let their commercials fly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who takes the bid because before it was just, you know, you had the Bud, Bud Light Knight, yeah. you had the Budweiser Horse. Yeah. Um, I think Heineken is also an Anheuser Busch company. It could be wrong, mm. um, but yeah. Wow. I mean, you know what? It's funny around the booze conversation. It's like the seltzer wave is dead, right? To an extent, not dead, but it's not no longer as it's more. Um, it's no longer up and coming, right? It's just now part of our taste palette. Yeah, I feel like mixed drinks in a can are are in. Now. Yep, yep. I've or seen a seltzers. lot of those. Not seltzers, but like yeah, soda, like vodka, type drinks, soda, yeah. or cranberry, whatever. You know, mules. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. Uh, people enjoy cocktails. That's what they get when they're out, and they may as well have them in cans. Um, I wonder, though, kind of what the next big trend will be, you know? Well, it was funny, because you told me the other day about 70s fashion coming back, and I've been thinking about that. I could see That's all that. I've been thinking about. And I'm, it was I'm when we were watching that Jimi Hendrix video, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, that would be pretty groovy, you know, no pun intended. But uh, it makes you think about all other aspects of life that are a bit cyclical. You know, things come and they go. Um, I mean, you can see it now. People, people are starting to dress like that, dude. Yeah. You know, it only mean, starts with a with a few people, and then all of a sudden, well, you see it with the lady jeans, the flare. Yep, the lady you know, jeans. And the, I've I've been observing that for well, actually, it's almost been two years now, really, since it they've been with back. The yeah, yeah, so it's but you know, skinny where, jeans are a thing of the past. Oh, so out. You know where actually it really really starts if you want to get a good gauge is Europe. Mm. The Europeans are far ahead of what they, we wear. They set over the here. tone. They set the tone. All right. Yep. So you, you gotta gotta see what European fashion is like. All right. right now. Um, you know what? What it'll be the day when baggy jeans come back. 
for yeah. men. Well, they're they're kind of like baggy, are. baggy jeans. Oh, like incredibly baggy. Yeah, like two thousands baggy jeans. Well, that's what they're. I was looking through um, these design trends and, and other trends, and it does seem to be seventies and actually a nostalgia for early two thousands. Wow, they're the two that. Uh, Seem to be floating around right now. Interesting. Yeah. You know, fashion's an interesting thing. It is. Why people dress a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Why would fashion ever change if you really think about it? Right. Like, why Why, would why wouldn't you just keep wearing the same clothes all the time? Well, you know, I think people inherently are, um, you know, it, I think choosing what to wear and what you wear is a very social um, activity, right? Yep. And so you don't want to be left out yeah, or something. Yeah, so you don't want to, um, you don't want to appear... Oddly, compared Different. to your yeah, compared to your contemporaries, I think slowly but surely you, you sort of, you know, like for example, I might see somebody wear some black jeans, and I don't have a pair of black jeans, and I'm like, you know what, probably not a bad staple to have in your closet. Next thing you know, you got flares, you're wearing silk shirts, yep, corduroys yep. back. Um, but yeah, anybody who's listening out there, '70s fashion, get yourself a staple. Uh, no more hats. Uh, get some silk scarves, yep. perhaps some yeah. them baggy, poofy yep. white shirts. Yep. Um, I think we'll really see it in the fall, winter. Summer, it's hard to see that, but yeah. when it gets chilly and people really start dressing... That's when people start experimenting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in other news, Apple TV is now taking over the MLS, paying them $2.5 billion wow. for a 10-year deal, and their old deal was only $90 million. Geez, so that's fat. So that's the MLS, MLS making a bag. MLS just entered the mainstream officially. From Apple, of all places. Yeah. You know, Apple is starting to do what Amazon should have done a long time ago. Yep. Amazon was dipping their toe in the water with Thursday Night Football, but they didn't want to go all the way in. Mm. And for a long time, it was rumored that they were involved in some of these media TV rights deals for sports. And now Apple's swooping in. They got MLB games. Now they got MLS. Um I'm sure they're going to scoop up something else when it's available. 250 mil a year? That's gigantic money. I mean, dude, if you I said was their last one was worth in total, how much? 90 million. And how long? Or that was 90 million a year. Oh, 90 million yeah. a year. Okay, okay. Yeah, For yeah. With like ESPN or something. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. It's so, I mean, I don't know. It's like, um, so the assumption is just uh, that people are going to download Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus because of this. I, yeah, I imagine there's some sort of correlation between, um, you know, uh, MLS fans and them going on to Apple TV. And I'm sure there's a number of other things they're probably measuring for. I mean, for all they care, this doesn't actually need to make money right away. I mean, maybe that's their goal, I mean, but it doesn't need to. Dude, for the, for the long... I've, it's like I'm just waiting for Amazon, Apple, or any one of these fucking... Even fucking Tesla or Facebook to come in and just buy, like, substantial media rights stake with one of these sports leagues because they have all the money to blow. Right. And if they really threw down a ridiculous offer, ABC, Disney, and NBC, whatever, they, they could not match it. I mean, it almost... Obviously, ABC and NBC have and, and Fox have a lot of money um, as well, but it almost really makes you wonder, like, are we approaching a world or a landscape where you need to... Uh, your, your viewing choices are so fragmented based on what you subscribe to. I mean, dude, look up how much um, NBC Universal is worth. $173 billion. Which, okay, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But Apple is pushing $2 trillion. Right. So yeah. to hold who, the, who's going to win that battle? They're playing a whole different ball game. Yeah, they're, they're, like, it's just, they're just not that big of a company. $250 million for Apple? Is, is literally a drop in the bucket. They'll yeah. make that in like maybe a month of selling AirPods. Yeah. Well, speaking of Apple, uh, USB-C coming back, coming in. So I think, honestly, whenever they release a phone... USB-C. USB-C. 
the charging cord? New charging cord. Which is, one is that? It is, um, I don't know if you, you would own a device with it. Maybe your AirPod case? Oh. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. It's coming back for what? It's coming to phones. They were getting rid of their lightning port thing. Oh, so this is now going to be... Well, it, it hasn't been announced. So is this going to be the same thing as my laptop? I'm assuming if that's oh, what your interesting. laptop uses. Yeah, because basically Europe uh, has put their foot down, uh, saying that the EU is requiring that they standardize their chargers. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Why should people have a million different charging things? Right. 100%. And, and so, it's faster. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Apple will probably be forced to change it here as opposed to, uh, you know, making two different iPhones. Right. Yeah. But as soon as and they do they, make that switch, I think I will get a new phone. And then they can throw even more money at sports. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll save them some money in the long run, I'm sure. Um, but, okay, one more. I got one more thing. So... You may or may not know that the Clippers are building a brand new stadium. Yeah, that's been in the works for, for so some time. So they've been right? talking about yeah. it for a while, but I think the plans are finally in place right. for this $2 billion stadium that's going to host 18,000 Clippers fans. But Can the, they find that many? Well, <laughs> um, the real interesting part is that they have this thing called the Halo Board. Oh, that's the one that wraps around the yeah, whole thing, so right? Yeah, so it's yeah. 360 around the stadium, all 4K... And if you laid it out flat, it would take up the square footage of one full acre. Well, So it is an acre of 4K digital boards that are going to show replays, scores, um, highlights, just anything. But it's not going to be in the center. Right, it's going to be around. So, if, yeah. It'd be also, like, there's no be, Jumbotron it, at all. No Jumbotron. Okay. This is just like across from you. Well, so you, And it's like, and this is a basketball-only venue. Um, so they're like kind of cramming a lot of seats in this place. Right. But... Um, well, you know, that's, that's pretty interesting because, um, you know, we, we talk about it, or we don't really talk about it, but architecture and, and stadium design. But, I mean, it's clear that, uh, maybe it's not clear yet, but that probably is an indication of the trends of how these stadiums will be designed in the future, right? That'd like, be weird, if you ask me, dude. Really? Because I think... I mean, it's probably gigantic. There's some football stadium that does it now, but football stadiums are so big, so yeah. I feel like that makes sense. I think it's maybe where the... Falcons play like Mercedes Benz. I right. feel like they have the 360 thing. I mean, it just you know, for the current jumbotron, what do you really use it for? Like you just said, replays the score to see some stats. Does the location of that really? Well, matter? honestly, sometimes if I'm in the garden and I'm in the balcony, I'll watch the game on the jumbotron. That sounds kind of bad. That does sound kind of bad. But sometimes, like if I'm not like if I maybe I'm like eating or like I'm mm -hmm. sitting back to relax, I'll probably just because it's a thing in eye view. Right. On eye right. level. Right. My my hunch tells me that the stadium viewing experience won't probably be too bad, but that means we ought to go to L.A. and investigate. Will the new stadium uh, improve the, the Celtics? I mean, the, will the new stadium improve the Clippers' play on the court? Potentially. It's to be determined. It's either unlikely. It's, it's really yes or no. Probably um, my guess would be that Change of scenery could be nice, being able to separate themselves a little bit more from the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, having your own locker room, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Well, not having to hide your banners. And <laughs> banners? <they don't> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, not that they have many, but... Um, but, you know, good for Steve Ballmer, because I don't have the evidence to back this up, but I'm pretty sure he's footing the bill. Really? For this stadium. I don't think they're getting any money from L.A. County or anything. Oh, uh, speaking of the Clippers, I just looked them up. Potential trade suitor for Kyrie. 
interesting. You know, I wouldn't hate that. No, I, I would not hate it at all if he went out there. Yep, but that, that's funny. No championships, no conference titles. So there's actually no banners. Maybe that's his redemption story right there. They must have a have some kind of banner. Well, but they, they've won a couple division titles. Yeah, so all right, they'll, they'll get those yeah. up there. Um, but all right, that's pretty much all I had. Um, yep. Not sure if you had anything else, but I know where we're coming up on time yeah. here. No, I'm I'm good as well. So. Um, nice short quick one I, I bet we'll probably do another one yeah we'll get another one of these in, in during the week yep. alright see you later everybody sweet take me back cause I wanna stay